Hey, what's up? This is Ava. And this is Vanilla. And this is a tea with A and B, the podcast where we talk about things and help you feel seen. I love that new addition. <laughs> right? I was like, legit. I think we need a little something more before we just jump into it. Good shit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay, all right. Okay, I um, came to today's... Oh, you... Clearly to talk. I, yeah. <laughs> I have some stuff. I Let's have, go. I have some thoughts. I have some questions. And I'm hoping for some clarity. So... You, well, you came to the right place. <laughs> First of all, I have a question for you. Okay. What does it mean to approach a conflict restoratively? Mm-hmm. You got a lot going on. Loaded. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, yeah. Coming right out of the gate. I think when you're trying to approach a conflict restoratively, restorative practice gets involved. And off the top of my mind, it's all about improving the relationship, mm-hmm. uh, rebuilding, restoring, and the foundation is typically centered around building community. So harm gets done, there's a conflict. Okay, how do we make this relationship better? And what does that mean for each person? Does somebody have to keep somebody accountable? What does that look like? How do we as a community um, make sure that each one of us plays a role? Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's kind of the restorative lens on approaching things. Me, personally... I've kind of integrated that definition and also added a little bit more because I, you know, if I wanted something that would fit me per se that I would remember. Yeah, and so like tailored to yourself. Exactly. So if I'm approaching a conversation or a conflict restoratively, it looks like first best intentions, even if the person doesn't ask for it, mm-hmm. I just give it to them. And I hope that that's reciprocated towards me the second thing is remembering that whatever the problem is that problem is not the person and so we've said this I've, I've said this to you before you know love the person for who they are not for what they do or mm-hmm. don't do type of thing and then lastly I think this helps me carry out the first two it's just remembering that I don't have any enemies and mm-hmm. When I say that, no, like no one is my enemy here. And that just means that I'm responsible for my feelings and for my emotions. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of two ways at looking at it. You got more of the practitioner perspective of restorative. Yeah. And then my personal one. So why? Where did this come from? <laughs> Such a heavy question to start off with. So... Remember how a few months ago I was having an argument with my brother. Something happened. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go into the details, but basically something happened and he was really disappointed with how I approached a certain situation and I got very defensive right off the bat. I was just frustrated with how he was angry with me. I felt like he had no right to be angry. I felt like my side of the story wasn't being addressed or heard. And I was just shocked at some of the stuff that he was saying and also very disappointed and hurt. Mm -hmm. I formulated this text message where I was going to get my perspective out there and, you know, like 
also share what I'm feeling and thinking and how I'm hurt that he didn't hear this side of me or he didn't think about this, this and this. And he was focusing all on this one detail and uh, approaching it from a very specific lens and basically rant and um, call him out. And then I shared it with you before I sent it. And I felt so proud Mm -hmm. when I created this message. And I was just like, I think I did such a good job of being understanding of his perspective and also being able to say mine. And I was just like waiting for you to be like, yeah, go for it. Send it. And then you told me, let's take a few breaths. And I think there's a way that you can approach this conversation with more restoratively, essentially. And basically, Mm -hmm. I remember the advice you gave and how I... how I, you know, maneuvered that discussion was very much just allowing his feelings and emotions to be understood and heard even and addressed, not necessarily directly Mm -hmm. saying anything on my end about my experiences, letting that come kind of sit in the back. And in the moment, everything you said made a lot of sense. And I actually felt quite empowered. But I'm kind of forgetting why, because now I think about it and I still feel like he never really understood my side. And I've had a few other conflicts recently between um, coworkers, between friends, where it felt like I was struggling to share my side of the story because I was trying to be understanding to their side. And mm-hmm. navigating that balance, I've started to notice is really, really difficult for me because I don't know how to do both. I don't know how to be both restorative and also feel like my needs are being met and like I'm feeling empowered and my side of the story is being heard. And then it just feels like I'm bottling in all of these emotions and then I'm not showing up in the honest ways that I want to. And now I'm just stuck. (laughs) So (laughs) I've been feeling quite low lately because I think my confidence hit hit a low point. Okay, so it sounds like you're struggling to navigate being there for others while staying true to yourself and then like mm-hmm. in the end you end up feeling like things are unresolved yeah yeah exactly okay um you know i remember you sharing that text message with me and i'm thinking like maybe the reason you were able to hold space for your brother and allow him to feel understood without seeking validation or defending yourself is because you already received that validation and created that space for yourself by talking to me. Yeah. Good point. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to hold space for others if we don't know how to create it for ourselves. Yeah. Remember, we can't give what we don't have. <sighs> yeah, I think that's a hard truth to swallow but it's it's the truth because um now I'm thinking about all the ways that I haven't been showing up for myself and valuing myself and um you know like creating that space because I've stopped going Mm -hmm. to the gym I've stopped cooking healthy meals I haven't really been consistent with any of my journaling or routine or habits and so I'm I'm just I'm not being there for myself and I really I haven't even discussed these past experiences with you. So I am trying to be understanding of other people when I haven't been understanding of myself. Mm-hmm. And I thought that being understanding of other people's needs um, when I'm having these conflicts or these difficult conversations 
was the biggest component of being restorative, but... But being restorative is about acknowledging all parties. I think that that's like my favorite thing about restorative practice. That's why I was so drawn to it is because it involves everyone, not just, you know, the party that confronts us, but all parties, harm, victims, community, witnesses, everything. So we're not being negligent of our needs. We're making space for all needs when we're being restorative. Yeah, including our own. Yeah. It's funny because I'm pretty sure we've had this same conversation probably multiple times by this point. Um, (laughs) And honestly, even when we were having the discussion about how I should respond to my brother restoratively, etc., but I'm still like needing these (laughs) these reminders and refreshers of... I guess what it means and how to do it. <laughs> a different versions of the same conversation. At least we're being consistent in the growth, in yeah. the trajectory of our growth. Okay. I'm thinking of growth in terms of like a car. Just because you put gas in the car last week doesn't mean you're not going to need to put gas in it this week. Mm-hmm. If you're traveling far, you're going to fill up often. Bro, where did that come from? (laughs) Probably because you have been wanting a car. (laughs) Hey, a Jeep. (laughs) But actually, no, that's like, that's gold. That's really true, especially if we're on this ever-going journey of growth. So that makes sense. All right. So I'm curious. You came into this conversation, guns a-blazing, needing Mm -hmm. to know what restorative, how do I I define it? Mm -hmm. Where are you now? Like, how do you feel with restorative? How do you feel in terms of those conversations? Where are you? Well, I'm definitely feeling better and, like, less tense. And I'm also noticing that I need to create some space for myself again. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm also realizing that the past few times I've been exercising, quote-unquote, restorativeness, I, I don't think I've actually been restorative I think I've been Mm -hmm. imitating what I thought it was, but now that we have had this conversation, I feel like I understand it better and also why I'm, I like felt all of that tension and I think I've gained like some clarity, but I think I'm going to need a session with you later because (laughs) I'm going to need some help identifying more specifically my emotions and my needs and just acknowledging those parts, like you said, um, of Mm. me that have started to feel neglected or misunderstood both by me and supposedly by other people around me but in general just I'm not getting certain levels of validation or understanding from myself and I think I need to create that space yeah I love it ah that's exciting yeah so just so our listeners know V and I we do have conversations and sessions together off the record Mm -hmm. and this is like the place where we coach each other and I think that we've seen the impact that these conversations have had in our lives and in our relationships. So I love the fact that you're asking, like you're recognizing it, that you need to have this conversation so that you can search out those needs and, and the emotions and validate and acknowledge them. This but just so our listeners understand. Uh, I'm holding what myself accountable by <laughs> expressing <laughs> that on this platform. <laughs> I love it. Or we got a, we got to model what we want, you know, from our listeners too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we've seen the impact that this has had on our relationships. 
And those conversations are where, V, you and I have been able to witness each other and observe each other without judgment. As we go through this experience of just exposing our inner dialogue and coach each other in a way that realigns us with our values. Yeah, it can be really powerful because it's healing. All right, that concludes today's episode. We got to learn about what being restorative means and understand the value of creating space for yourself, especially when you want to show up restoratively with others. Remember, a component of restorative practice involves creating or having a community with non-judgmental listeners. So if you are someone who wants to show up more restoratively in your relationships, we encourage you to one, share this episode with someone you're close to who you consider a part of your community and who also has a capacity to suspend judgment. And two, practice having conversations where you create space for yourself. And if you don't have someone to do this with, you can always reach out to us. Mm-hmm. And remember, like, comment, subscribe, and leave a review before you go. Because your support means everything. A <laughs> <laughs> and B out. A and B out. The Tea with A and B is a production of Akoyo Consulting, an alternative dispute resolution consulting firm that provides a unique experience of healing. Our goal is to equip others with the strategies and skills to find their purpose, gain clarity about who they are, and improve their relationships. We're encouraging a generation that embraces self-reflection and healing as a part of the human experience. For more information on who we are and what we do, find us at www.akoyoconsulting.com. That's www.akouoconsulting.com.